If you're already creating content for YouTube or your audio podcast, you're sitting on a gold mine of content that's just waiting to be reused. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the do's and the don'ts of repurposing your podcast content for social media. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Good Podcasting. My name's Brian. I'm the host of the show. And today we're talking about the do's and the don'ts of repurposing your content for social media. Now, the reason we're talking about this is because you're going to hear from everybody, every professional podcaster, every professional YouTuber, that this is what you need to do to grow your audience and to grow your viewership and your listenership and to just grow your influence as a content creator. And it's true, this is a great way to grow your content, but I wanna caution us that it's not the only way to grow our content. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go. So let's talk about the do's and the don'ts of repurposing your podcast content for social media. Number one, do create short, punchy clips. I'm talking 30 seconds to 60 second clips that uh, showcase the best of the best of your content. A great way to do this is to use Riverside FM's set pace feature. This feature is fantastic for grabbing social clips because you can choose the clip that you want and then you can hit the set pace feature and what this does, it removes all the silence between the words. Just jump cut after jump cut after jump cut. It keeps it visually engaging because it's constantly moving, but it's also, keep, it keeps it short, punchy, and to the point. So check it out, Riverside FM. There's a link below if you want to try it. Click that link, use code GOODPODCASTING, and you'll receive 15% off your Riverside subscription. Now, as I say that, don't overload your viewer or your listener with too much information. You see, there's a fine line here. This should be a complete thought. If you're going to put it out there on social media, it should be something that is a complete thought. That's what I'm looking for. But it's one that leaves the listener wanting more. So while it is a complete thought, it just teases out maybe what the next point was that you're driving towards. So it makes me as a viewer, as a listener, want to find that episode and listen to what led up to it and maybe the context of where that came from. Let's get into do number two. Do choose an exciting, a fun, or a dramatic place to start that clip. No matter how short it is, no matter how engaging it is, it's the first second or two that really grabs the viewer's attention. So if you're scrolling on social media, you do this, I do this. If it doesn't grab my attention in those first two seconds, and I hate to say that our attention spans are that short, but they are, I'm going to continue to scroll. So choose an exciting, fun, engaging, dramatic place to start, even that short, punchy clip. But don't feel like you have to show the buildup to that point. Let that moment speak for itself. If it's something intriguing enough, that viewer, that listener is going to want to find your episode and get the full context of that moment. So the third thing you should do is to use captions that grab your viewer's attention. Uh, we've talked about this in plenty of other episodes. I think it's 80%. I'm going to stick to that stat because that's what I believe I read and I heard. But 80%, if it's not 80, it's a lot. Most people that view YouTube content watch with the sound off and the captions are on anyway. Same with social media. So you can choose the standard captions that just roll across the screen like maybe you're watching here on YouTube or you can choose to create your own captions. One of the best and easiest ways to do that is once again to use Riverside's Magic Clips feature. But you can also choose your own clips and Riverside makes it easy with their color-coded 
editor and color-coded transcript. It helps you find the clips that you need, use the set paste feature to chop out the silences, smash it together, and with a click of a button, because the transcript is already provided for you, you can put captions on there. You can choose your font, you can choose your color, and Riverside now even has a highlighted captions feature. So the word that's being said is the word that's being highlighted, is another visual way to grab a viewer's attention as you repurpose your content for social media. The next one is maybe a little bit, um, you need to put yourself out there a little bit more. You have to be a little, have a little more courage, be a little more brave to do this, but do offer snippets of your bloopers and outtakes and just how aggressively, how aggressively? I meant aggressively. Um, or maybe some informal discussions that happen as you're recording, but maybe you don't intend them to be part of your episode. These are the things that show who you are as a person and not just a podcaster. Who are you when the camera's off? Even though maybe the camera's on, uh, maybe you're reading a script, maybe you mess it up, maybe you stumble over your words, maybe your mind just freezes. That happens to me all the time, and it's happened to me a lot in this episode. In fact, in fact, you don't need to know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I can't post it, because here's the thing. This is the second time I've recorded this podcast. My camera was on, camera A, camera B, both were on. I forgot to hit record. So I did an entire episode, went to edit, and it wasn't there. So now you know the real story behind this particular episode. Now, as I say that, do post these outtakes and do post these bloopers, but don't, under any circumstances, share anything that's unprofessional or that could be potentially damaging or harming to your brand, your image, your reputation, but especially not someone else's brand, someone else's image, and someone else's person. If you have a guest on and you're gonna post something that's a blooper and outtake, make sure you get their permission <laughs> before you post. You do not in any way wanna damage someone else's brand, image, or reputation because you chose something that maybe didn't cross the line for you, but for them, it did. So make sure you're at least posting something that's professional. It gets someone laughing, but doesn't damage any reputations or images. For these next two, these last two, I'm going to kind of flip the script a little bit. I'm going to give you the don't and then the do following. So as you are choosing clips to repurpose for social media, don't do it like everyone else. Now, I know I've given you three or four or five or however many tips to do and these are things, as I mentioned earlier, that I've learned by watching other people. They're foolproof, but there's ways you can do them that make them you, which is the do. Do be yourself. Do find a way to repurpose your content in a way that is true to who you are, it's true to your image, and it's true to the brand that you're putting out there uh, through your video content or your audio content. Don't do it like everyone else is. Do be yourself as you do this. And finally, don't expect that this is the only way or the best way to grow your content. This isn't something that historically I've done a lot of and uh, much less done well. These are things that I've learned by watching and engaging. What are the things that grab my attention as a viewer and as a listener to get to someone else's content? So there are other ways to do it, but if you lean into this 100% and this is all you do, is put yourself out there, self-promotion, too much self-promotion, maybe a little too much self-promotion if you feel me. What I want you to do is to comment 
and interact with other people's posts. Comment and other and and comment and interact with other people's social media. It's the whole golden rule at play here. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So if you want people to comment on your content, you want people to watch your content, you want people to subscribe and follow you, do the same for others. Reach out first. Be the first one to comment. The more people that I've commented on their content, this is the way that I've grown, is by engaging with other people's content. I jump on their stuff, I comment, I interact. They, in turn, are interested in who I am, I, the, the questions I ask, and so they watch my content, and that's how a lot of viewers have found my channel. So don't do too much self-promotion if you're not also engaging with other people's content. And now it's time for today's good question. So today's good question is about the pre-production phase and how you set up your episode. And the question is this, how do you build out a script on a show without making it too structured? Well, I think there's a couple ways to think about this, to look at this. There's a couple ways to do it. One, some people are able to just be incredibly spontaneous, fly by the seat of their pants and know, just have a concept of where they want to go and what they want to talk about on an episode and just follow through and carry it out. I personally find that a little tricky to do because a lot of this content is a little bit more technical and I want to make sure that uh, we're setting it up correctly. It's easy to follow for my audience. So I don't do much of that, but there are many, many podcasters that just have a concept and they roll with it. I recommend at least having some sort of structure, not and again, the question is, don't be. how do you do it without sounding too structured? So a couple ways to do that is to just create an episode outline. Have a few bullet points of some things that you want to talk about, the topics you want to cover, the questions you want to ask, the segments of your show, and maybe a few notes underneath those. If you can follow an outline fairly easily and just make it conversational, that's a great way to do it because it gives you an intro, a conclusion, and all everything in between. You start at point A and you end at point B or C or D, wherever you wanna go, you have it mapped out in an outline. Another way to do that is to just script out word for word your podcast episode. If you're just doing it on your own, this is hard to do when you have multiple people. But if you're just doing a podcast or video content like this, uh, being able to script it out is a great way to do it. Now, it does take some practice. There is an art to be able to read from a script without sounding too robotic and sounding too structured. So you just need to practice. One way to do that, Riverside, I've talked about this in another video, has a teleprompter feature. So if you're recording from the webcam on your laptop, you can throw up the teleprompter with your bullet points or your script, and you're looking almost directly at the camera lens. The tricky thing with using a script, if it's not right on your laptop screen with the webcam, built-in webcam, is that where do you look? So if you have your script up on a monitor below your camera, above your camera, off to the side of your camera, your eyes are not looking at the camera lens. So there's two issues there. It might sound a little too structured and you're not even looking at the camera. So your audience is just wondering what you're looking at. Right, so uh, a, a way to get a, get at that is to use a teleprompter. You can put a teleprompter in front of your camera. I have one that snaps onto the front of my lens, and it's fantastic. I use it occasionally, not for every episode, but when there are episodes that I do script word for word, and there are some, uh, I use the teleprompter. 
the ones I do script word for word are the ones that are much more technical. I want to make sure I say what I need to say, say it correctly, and say it in a way that makes sense for a beginner podcaster to be able to follow step by step. So the question again is how do you set up a podcast episode so it's not too structured? Well, ideally you're going to have an outline or an episode script that you're going to be able to talk through, speak to the camera, and just have that conversation flow naturally. It does take some practice. It takes some time to get used to. But I would say the most important thing is knowing how you're going to open the episode and how you're going to wrap up that episode. What's maybe your call to action going to be? Or what do you want your audience to know, think, or do at the end of this episode? If you know those two points, you'll be able with a little bit of practice and a little bit of time to fill in the gaps and follow the journey from point A to point B, whether that's through an episode outline, fully scripting it out, or just by winging it, do what works for you. If you're interested in a deeper dive on how to create a podcast episode, I did do another video a while back that I'll, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll link it in a card up here in one of the corners uh, and it, it'll navigate there. If you're just listening to this, I'll make sure I put it in the episode description so you can click that link, go to that video. I also included in there a downloadable link to a podcast episode template. So if you are interested in that, check that out and I'll talk to you in the next episode.